Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, oh, man. Almost forgot I had one this morning, but I'm okay. I'll tell you where I am in a little bit. You know, I, I get around, man, it's so much. But, man, good morning, everybody. Um, You know, today I, w- I was having a, a conversation with my wife last night. And we were talking about um, our plans. You know, we often sit down, you know, just like a married couple. I mean, you know, you know, we're married. You know, we have children. We have aspirations. We have hopes. We, you know, I mean, you know, we have things we want. You know, when you're married, you know, I mean, it's important to sit with your partner. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. It's common sense, really. It's important to sit down with the person that you've chosen and decided to share your life with and and have multiple conversations on a lot of things. And we try to make sure that all of our conversations aren't always just business-related and always kid-related, you know, because that 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 becomes, it's a part of it, but it, it, it weighs so much on the marriage that because that that's the grunt work of being married, you know, your children, your family, your bills, your your mortgage, your your car notes, you know, the what's due, what's coming up. And if you're not careful, you'll you'll start that becomes the focal point of you all's conversation. And this woman or man or person that you've decided to have this life with, all of a sudden, they're an extension of your business. And you guys become business partners or whatever and and and, and it just gets so anyway, I'm just saying that that it's important to sit down and have these conversations, but it's even more important to have the other conversations. You know, it's it's important with the person that you're planning on making the run with to sit down and talk about other things, you know, on on a more upbeat note. You know, uh we were having a conversation and she was reminding me of what she loved about me. And then I, in turn, was turning around telling her the things that I admired about her and loved about her. And we kind of have these all the time, you know, where we sit down and we talk about the things that we still enjoy about one another. Or we may talk about some of the things that we miss in one another. But we constantly have these conversations about appreciation. You know, it's so important, man, that the other person feels appreciated. So these things are important, but we got into the conversation deeper last night, and I was telling her about this idea that I had and that I wanted her to help me with and and make a phone call for me because she knows these people, and I was going to be doing this. And then my wife reminded me of something. Now, once again, you know, as always, you know, when I'm talking to you, I just keep it as real as I can. I don't know the Bible inside out. I I can't quote to you scriptures and tell you exactly where it is. I just, you know, I heard her say it, but it kind of blew by me. I was was telling her about something I wanted to make happen, and she reminded me that there's a scripture somewhere, and somebody emailed it to me today, I'm sure, where the Bible reminds us not to be anxious for anything. Don't be anxious for something. And, you know, 
it, it really mattered to me at that point yesterday that she brought this to my attention because how many times I've been guilty of that in my past and I've learned better now, but every now and then I need to be reminded, you know, and um, I think what that, what, what she was saying to me was, you know, I've gotten to a point in my life and, and we all should get to a point where, you know, you, you've heard old people say this, if you're going to pray about something, then don't worry about it. And if you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. You know, <laughs> I think we've all heard that. And it makes so much sense. I'm just talking about, I'm talking to people out there who have faith. You know, if you don't have faith, I'm, you know, what I'm, you know, it's, it's a major component that's missing in your life. And you need to find out what that is because, man, you could save yourself a lot of misery. Enough of that. Back to this. Be anxious for nothing. Don't, if you're going to trust in God, then do that. And trusting in him means sometimes you got to be patient and not anxious for something. Sometimes I would do this in my ability to want something to happen so bad. I would be out there forcing the issue so tough, pushing the button so hard that I would actually create some situations that now I had to allow God to undo, reroute, remanage, go see about when had I stayed patient and waited on him. What he had for me was better than the thing that I was so anxious about. Because the one thing she pointed out to me last night, and I want to share this, God has never been too late. You don't know the plan he has. You don't know. You don't really always know his will. You definitely don't know his route, his way of doing anything. So he's always on time. He's always been there on time for me. He's always been there on time for you. How many times have you thought it was over only to find out it's really just begun? How many times have people wrote you off? There are those of you who have lost jobs, but you are still maintaining. But man, God has already began the turnaround process for many of us. Some of us lost jobs and now have better jobs. Some of us lost jobs and now has forced us to rekindle that dream and that vision for a business we had. It's sometimes the mishap is the thing you need to make something good happen. See, a lot of times we get so comfortable in our life where we just... um. We get complacent. We, we just settle in. And when this is it and this is what I'm doing. But in actuality, God has a tremendous amount of abundance for you. He has an amazing amount of things. He has all these boxes packaged up with your name on them that he's willing to ship. If you would just align yourself with some of his will so you could get some of these things. How many times have you thought it was over and it didn't really go over? How many times have you thought, have well, this is it, and it wasn't it at all? Well, how many times have you thought, well, it don't look like this going to work out, and it didn't work out, but then something better came along? How many times has that happened? You, you've got to realize this, man. I was talking to a family who had got displaced from the Katrina uh, thing that happened down there in New Orleans, and man, I, uh, when they said, yeah, we got a displaced from Katrina, and I braced myself because, oh, woe is me, here comes this story. I got to hear this, and I got to be encouraged and think of something. 
It was totally different. They totally, totally blew me away. Man, the brother said, man, it's actually the best thing that ever happened to my family. And I went, whoa. And he said, yeah, man. He said, because what happened was, he said, I got settled in. He said, plus, I was doing some things outside of my marriage down there. He said, I was doing some stuff in the streets I ain't need to be doing. He said, man, it all got washed away. We thought our life would never be the same. But he said, man, my life ain't need to be the same. He said, man, now we live up here in Texas. We got a house. Don't know nobody. He said, I ain't got nobody I know to get into trouble with. He said, man, I done rediscovered my wife, how beautiful she really is, how much my family really was counting on me. And he said, man, it straightened me up, man. He said, so I got to tell you, Steve, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Now, that's not always the case, but it's how you look at a situation. But just don't be anxious for anything because God got a fix for you if you just let him work. So just stay on course. Stay focused. Don't lose faith. Don't be anxious, man. Just just stay in the wheel. Let God work with you. He got some great stuff in store for you, okay? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, there's been some complications that has arisen due to this show. Uh, people have to take days off now. Because the ignorance level is so high <laughs> that it's t- causing people to overload. And so, you know, just just know that about us. That's why you wasn't here yet? Yeah, when it's too much, <laughs> you just have to, you know, come on now. It's too much. <laughs> it is. Morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. Welcome back. Call it for real. Good morning. What's up? Well, well, well. King of pranks, Tom Foolery. <laughs> yes, sir. Top of the yeah. morning. I like oh, that. That was just, uh, but you just you had to add all that. You can't call him Tom. He he not gonna do that. No. Yeah, he don't respond. He don't care for that. No, uh, I understand. Uh-huh. Hey, Tom. Yeah, that type of stuff. <laughs> I just, love your white guys' voice. <laughs> snap. That's when you want to snap off. Yeah. So, uh, let me go over a couple things since I wasn't able to. Okay. I felt horrible. Here you come. This is horrible. He, he, he about to lie. About the Houston Rockets. No, I really did. Uh, no, no. No, no. I really did because Chris Paul, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. done waited so long, and he got right at the gate, and he got hurt. And if he'd have been in that game, man, the Rockets would have won. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we, we the Rockets that. would have won. They would have had the right option. Now, them young boys, them, them, them role players, they was trying to hang in there for a minute. But that third quarter, man. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that is, man. How they don't see this coming? Yeah. I just thought, wow. But just got to shoot a three, though. Got to. Hey, man, that's the worst thing I ever saw. And I was texting y'all during the game. That's the worst thing I've ever saw, man. Yeah, 27 in a row missed (laughs) three points. Where you could have easily, if you had just did a third of them, nine of them, just nine. Mm Mm-hmm. But they lived and died by that three-point shot, man. It was that was I ugly. Man. It, it was, was it was very painful. Tommy cried on the air yesterday. <laughs> it was, it was oh tough. yes, Steve. What? Was tough, yeah. Steve. Oh yeah, he was messed oh, up. He I broke down because you know he was yeah. at the game. Shaq wanted to hang out with them afterwards. He couldn't even hang out took with Shaq. How you turn mm-hmm. Shaq down? I took my butt home. <laughs> what was that? 
Wait, Shaq wait, understand. Wait, wait, he wait, done wait. lost before. Wait, Shaq wanted to hang out with Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy said no. Exactly. Exactly, oh, that, oh, Steve. Oh, oh, that's what we going with? <laughs> Man. Oh, oh, y'all look at I wasn't here today. Because you think I can't stand claim. side by side and hang out with Shaq? I know you can't stand side by side with him. <laughs> Why would you want to be standing there facing a man's ass the whole time? It's beyond me. Oh, oh, right at his booty. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. I yeah, wasn't ready right for that one, Steve. The whole time. Shaq's <laughs> booty. Go from round from his butt crack round to his zipper. Back All right. around to the butt crack to the zipper. That what? That ain't no life for no man. I, I don't blame you, Tommy. I went home. To All right, listen. Coming up uh, is something funny. And listen, this is a question, a story I have for you guys. How do you deal with naked dudes who want to chat in the locker room in the gym? Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't. I've been there. We'll be back at 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time for something funny, guys. And you know, summer is fast approaching, all right? Which means plenty of guys are hitting the gym in hopes of getting or just staying in shape. We know Steve's been doing it uh, for the better part of the year, getting in shape and everything for his boat body coming up. Uh, so guys are doing it. Yeah, they they want to, you know, go to the beach. I don't give a damn what it looks like. It's going on. <laughs> They want to go to the beach. Uh, They want to go to to the pool, you know, in the coming months. So when you're at the gym in the locker room, here's the question. How do you deal with naked guys uh, who enjoy, you know, just air drying and they want to talk to you? (laughs) Air drying? Shirley, (laughs) first of all, I haven't been to a public gym in a while. But when I do find myself in a public place, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like when I'm traveling and stuff like that, uh hey, dog. Put a towel on before you talk to me. But, Don't stand over here <laughs> in my face. Because I tell you what happened, man. We were in Hawaii. Remember, remember when we went to the Grand Wailea? Uh-huh. Yeah. In Hawaii? Yeah. This dude, man, was just laying over there just just naked on the lounge chair. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, damn, dog. Why don't you cover your little self up? And then he got up and started talking. Then he recognized me. Steve Harvey. And he came over and he started talking. Still naked? Too close. I looked too up close. I went, yo, my man. Yo, my man. You got a towel or something you can put on? Something. He said, excuse me? Do you have a towel or something you can put on because you're talking to Steve Harvey? I require that. Uh-huh. And he went, wow, hold on. Let, 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 me, let me see if I can find. What do you mean let me see if you find something? It's a spot everywhere. <laughs> You gotta have one on your ass anyway. <laughs> but they spark up a conversation like nothing. Yeah. Right there. That happened yeah. to you too, Tommy? Oh, yeah. They always spark up a conversation. Butt naked, standing right there with with no tile on, whether they combing their hair, especially TV on. But, you see something on TV or uh-huh. highlight of the game, uh-huh. standing there, just just all that. All is all, out. It's out. Uh-huh. And want to comment on the game. Okay. Well, that's LeBron. Yeah, hey, hey, man. <laughs> nah, we, we can't talk about LeBron right now. No, man, you got to wrap this up, man. Yeah. And looking at your chest, wrap all that up. Get it under your armpit. Let's get it all around there. <laughs> Lock that tile in. I didn't know y'all had this problem. Yeah. Do women do that? Well, yeah. Uh, they, they not really. Some women do, but yeah, I'm not I'm not wish? I, I don't. You get right up in my yeah. face and have that conversation. But let me ask you that, yeah. guys this. What's up, girl? Does it go across racial lines? Yeah. No, I'm just well, no, asking. let me back up. Uh, I'm no, just I ain't asking. seen no brother do that. 
brothers be wrapped up that oh, I've seen. Okay. Oh, that approach okay. you in one of conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. You too, yeah. Steve? Yeah, I don't really see too many brothers like standing there shaving naked. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Man, they be just standing there ass naked, nothing on their feet. <laughs> they walk into the toilet barefoot. No flip-flops on. How you in the run? You know people got pee on the floor. Oh, you just gross. standing there, man. I be going, man. Yo. Dog, this can't, just, this can't happen. You just getting ready for work right here, huh? <laughs> right here? I, I've never run into that. I, I have. And, but you know what, too, though? Spa. In the women's locker room, yeah. Shirley, don't you think that women, some women are uncomfortable yeah. getting undressed in front of other women, so they kind of go yeah. into the stall and, and things That's like that. That's me. So. <laughs> that is me. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm un- I come dressed for yeah. the gym. That's me. Okay. I don't I don't just stand there naked. Mm-mm. And, but you don't get undressed in front of the other women. You uh, have to go into a stall. I'll go into a stall or I'll keep the towel wrapped around me or my robe or something like that. Now, yeah. when oh, I lived in case. Trump, I'm about- Wait, Some, mm, what? Yeah, yeah, you want to talk about out. that, really? Yes. When I lived in Chicago, oh, thank <laughs> you. When I lived in Chicago, uh-huh. and uh, I, you know, my gym was public, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my locker room and all of that, the sauna and everything that I like was in my building, so I had mm-hmm. to go down there. So it hasn't been that long ago. I forgot, man. Yeah, when I was in Chicago, I had to do it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I shower, you know, stuff like that. Sit so, like I don't sit in the steam room naked. That's I have my drawers you. on in the steam room <laughs> and the sun. I, I got my drawers on, dog. In case if something happened, it's, it's just, I just ain't up just naked. But it's just the way you say stuff, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what if the fire alarm go off and we got to get out of there? Uh-huh. What if somebody come some in there and just draw. start talking to me? <laughs> I mean, just anything. You're going to bounce me. No, I'm not going to be in here just naked, though. Man, they come in there naked, sit their ass on that... <laughs> Marble, I be going, man. And they get in the hot tub naked. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, women do that. Yeah. Because you know, you can go from the hot tub uh-huh. to the, yeah. the to the real cold mm-hmm. tub they got for you. You can go back and forth. Yeah. They do that naked. I don't I don't recall seeing that. This well, is the I only have. time where I'm not with naked right here. Because you're usually on board. I'm really yeah. on board with naked. Yeah, with this nudity. is the, the borderline right you sound here. A you draw the line right you, here. You, you, you better. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. I yeah, didn't know I le- this was such a common problem. I know. We learned something about you guys we didn't know. Yeah, and uh-huh. I didn't know this, so surely you go into the other room. Huh? Oh, I'll go into the other room, or I'll put my towel around me or keep my robe on. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh, we did when we went to spa. We went to a spa together, uh-huh. spa treatment. Yeah. And Shirley, I, the lady said, well, you all can get dressed, undressed right here. And Shirley, I said, where's Shirley? Oh, we need a drape or something right <laughs> here. We need, <laughs> ain't no curtain nowhere. <laughs> I just got a dress. <laughs> yeah, little I Monica. Old, <laughs> I got some old mosquito bites I don't want you to see. I, mm-mm. Dog, I got stretch marks. Cuts. Exactly, Steve. Uh, seriously, I got some stuff on me, dog, that didn't happen mm-hmm. back for, uh, you know, stuff was good medicine. <laughs> I just had to heal. Funny. This is funny. Cocoa butter had... can't remove everything. No. I got, a, I got a scar under the crease of my ass where I had fell on top of this fence. Uh-huh. And just the the barbed wire just tore my whole butt cheek. Oh. <laughs> That's too much. Oh, All right. Well, listen, um, 
As much as we, we love can <laughs> Put some damn clothes on when you come out the shower. <laughs> yeah. At the gym. All right. Uh, listen, coming up next, it's the nephew. And, and run not that, over your shoulder. And run that prank back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news. But right now, it is time for the nephew to run that prank back. What you got, Neff? If you can't talk straight at the barbershop, then where <laughs> can you talk straight? This right here is the barbershop. You know, when you go to the barbershop, the last thing you want is the barber to turn the chair with his midsection right by your hand. You don't like that. And this, I'm dedicating this once again. This barbershop prank goes out to Kevin Durant. Let's fade it, dog. Let's fade it. For the finals. Let's fade it for the finals. Of that hair. Fade for the finals. Three else. Fade for the finals. <laughs> Run it, cat. This Brady. Uh, Brady, how you doing, man? My name, my name is Dennis, man. I got a haircut from you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what's up, Dennis? What can I do for you, brother? Hey, listen, um. I wanted to get an appointment with you, man. Uh, like I said, I was there a couple weeks ago, man. My first time getting a haircut from you. Did a real, real good job, so I want to say thank you for that. All right. No, not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. Do, do you have any um in, in, any time uh, available on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you can come up there Thursday. That'd be fine. What's, what's, what's your name again, bro? Uh, Dennis, man. Dennis. Okay, Dennis. Well, I, I can get you in, Dennis, about, about 3 o'clock, man, something of that nature. I mean, you know, I know I'm going to work on appointments, you know. Come okay. Three o'clock, you'll be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there right three o'clock. Okay, hey, hey, I, I, I got a little bit of situation though, man. That happened last time I was there. I kind of wanted to talk to you about it, man, because it, it kind of caught me off guard. So I, I, I wanted to holler at you, man, and, and see if we could rectify the problem before I came back up there. What happened? Was somebody disrespect you or something? I mean, what, what was the deal? Well, well, um, it, it really wasn't somebody, man. It, it was, it was, it was, it was actually you. Me? Well, I mean, what's the well, here's the deal, man. When you was cutting my hair, when it when it was time to turn the the, the chair, you you didn't turn the chair with with, with 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 your hand, man. See, Brady, man, you you turned the chair with your with your private part. Oh, come on, bro. Say, Dennis. I mean, Dennis. I'm a professional, man. I've been doing this 15 years, bro. Right, right. I don't think it's anything uh, deliberate, man. I think you just do it unconsciously, man. Because you know you be leaning over on the chair cutting. And I think you don't realize, you know, you be turning the chair with your private part instead of doing it with your hand, man. And see, my hand got caught out there, and I saw it out the corner of my eyes. I saw your private part coming towards my hand. I moved it just in time. You understand? No, bro. Now, now, see, Dennis, I'm not understanding something, bro, because I don't, I don't, we don't operate like that around here, because, you know, I, I don't make mistakes like that, bro. I mean, you know, I don't know. You you sure you're talking to the right person, man? Yeah, I mean, ain't you the third chair on the right when you walk in the door? Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, man. And you cut me two weeks ago, and like I said, I really like my haircut, so I want to call back and rectify this problem. But, you know, you're going to have to turn the chair with your hand and not your pride part. If not, we're going to have a problem. Okay, bro. I, I, I feel you, and I understand your your complaint and everything. I mean, I, I'm not understanding what you're saying, but cause I don't do that, you know. But I mean, we we will be glad to, you know, what I'm saying, give you another cut or whatever. You understand, man? You know, but but I don't move nobody, you know, around with my private man. You know, that's just not me. You know? Okay, I understand what you're saying, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. If you put your private on there at all when I come in there Thursday, then I, I promise you, I'm gonna jump up and we're gonna have a problem. Well, 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 well see now, 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 right there, 
business. I, I'm not I'm not feeling that jump up having a problem because, you know, you, you don't really know me like that, bro. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to be professional here and, 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 and solve your little issues that you got, you understand me? But, but all this jumping up and, and stuff you're talking about doing, I, I don't know hey about man, all that stuff. I'm trying to come in and get a nice haircut and walk out with a nice haircut. But what I don't want to do what? is come down there, you lean over, put your private part where I got my arms and my hands at, and I got whoop your now that's what see, I don't. See, 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 your phone. You, you starting? To, you're touching me wrong. Talking about you talking about? I'm okay. touching you wrong. You touched me wrong two weeks ago when you put your private on my hand, man. Thank you, folks. Ain't nobody touch you like that. Tell you feel me? Say what? I don't know who the hell you think you're talking to, man. You know we don't run on here. Hey, dog, all I'm trying to say is a brother trying to come in and get his hair cut and walk out feeling like a man and not walk out feeling violated, man, because you didn't turn the chair with your private part all up against my hand and my elbow and stuff, man. Hey, hey, hold up, hold up, boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember you like that. I'm a grown and say, bro, you know, I'm I, I trying to talk to you, you feel me? But now you done rub me wrong. Ain't no punk flying here, you understand me? Well, ain't no punk flying there. Then keep it off my hand, then. Say, say, hold on. Let me tell you something. Say, man, we don't play that over here. You bring your stupid over here. I'm going to tell you right now, you get packed up out this You understand me? Hey, man, well, quicker. We don't play no punk over here. This, is, this ain't a salon. It's a barber shop. It's real over here. You hear me? I hear what you're saying, but let me explain something. You quit using your hips in your private section like a pinball machine. I'm going to tell you right now. Boy, I will push up on your You come up with that You understand me? I, I'm trying to get a haircut and walk out of there like a man, feeling like a man. I bet you I'll open you up. I'm going to open you up, boy. You must think you, oh, hell no. No, 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 come on here with that. I guarantee you I'll do something to your heart. What you want to be? This ain't no salon. This is a barber shop. Cuts, my You understand me? I understand. Hold, what? I ain't got no time for that. Shirt then. You, you want to know what my real name is? That's what's up. Do, That's what's up, baby. Okay, then you might want you want you want to know what name gonna be on the shirt. I want to know what gonna be on the shirt. All right then, the name on the shirt is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean the baddest radio show in the land. Man, it's <laughs> What y'all think? I make sense. Crazy. Play huh? too much. That's what we think. Mm-hmm. But that's Tommy Kevin Durant. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no warning, nothing. No. Nothing. <laughs> that's from Kevin Durant. <laughs> Man, wow. that we couldn't stop that boy from shooting that three, man. That mm-hmm. dog on Kevin Durant was killing. Yeah, he was on fire. Well, he was y'all could have hit one. 27 threes in a yeah. row. Man, ain't nobody said, hey, man, maybe we ought to step in a little bit closer. You know, a two 
is better than twos. nothing. Like, a hello. two. You know, baskets have always been twos. Yes. <laughs> two. Yes. What's, what's wrong with a two? With two points. I yeah. know. That's I know. alarming. What a mid-range jumper. No, they look like they're going to get in trouble if they come inside that three-point line. Uh-huh. What are you doing in there? No, no, no. You can't go in there. Yes, you don't. But, you know, the Houston Rockets were the first team ever in the history of basketball to attempt more three-pointers than they did two-pointers. That's uh-huh. it, like that. I'm talking about over the season. Mm-hmm. Man, we needed Chris Ball. That would have been yes. great for that brother. So I love that dude. So so you would have been interested in a championship with uh, the Cavaliers and the Rockets? Oh, yeah, we Uh, stood a way better chance. We stood a way better chance. (laughs) Oh, that's what you're looking (laughs) at. That's what he's looking at. That's right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, because our matchup ain't good at Golden State, though. See, right. Man, I needed the Rockets in there. All right, listen, coming up next, entertainment news, uh, Snoop Dogg, Gigantic Gin and Juice. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Snoop Dogg took the phrase building a drink to a whole new level when he mixed up a cocktail bigger than himself. Uh, You know, (laughs) Snoop is really, really tall. He enlisted Warren G and Top Chef winner as he crafted Michael Vitaglio's um, as his celebrity barbacks as he crafted a colossal cocktail on the culinary stage at Bottle Rock Napa Valley, the three-day music fest, you know. It's okay. a food, drink, all of that in the festival in North, Northern California. But the trio didn't just make an adult beverage on stage. They made history, guys. A representative from Guinness World Records awarded Snoop a plaque for the world's largest gin and juice cocktail. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Uh huh. And other news, uh, <laughs> right? That the largest is so one. Crazy, if it's though. bigger than Snoop, it's pretty darn big because Snoop is tall, 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 very tall. Um, Ain't that right, Tommy? <laughs> I, uh, tall, <laughs> tall, tall, tall. Very, 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 very tall. Snoop is tall, Tommy. Yeah, he's very tall. tall he and he's is. thin, so it makes him look yeah. even taller, you know? Yeah. 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 Did you try Steve? Which Tommy like if you would lose some weight? <laughs> I'm trying. He He's working on it. He is working on it. You trying. You ain't trying harder than me. It's hard. I'm 61, man. It's hard to get it off now. Snoop is 6'4. Yeah. Just oh, for ooh. the record. For the really record. Tall. He's very tall. Yeah. Basketball tall. Height tall. All right. And so in other he news. came over there and shot some two pounds for us, but they here. Tommy, get over it. If he could have been there doing layups, some Snoop Doggy layups, that would have been great. <laughs> get the hell out of what happened the other night. I paid all that money to go to that damn game. you going to let it go. The, yeah, the Rockets is. are gone fishing. Uh-huh. It's over. It's yeah. over. I could have stayed home fish myself. <laughs> I don't know why you went. All the pictures I saw you kept sitting there. I said, where's his seat? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the whole. You took one picture. Like I saw the whole sleep. damn arena. Yeah, <laughs> I was up in the. I was up in the in the uh, restaurant area, dog. They got a restaurant. You can overlook the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, like a suite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, Steve, you're taking the ladies um, to on a trip to Paris this summer. Paris, yes, France. You are. Yes. Well, hopefully, Monica yet again. Is, uh, responsible for a large portion of this, and she will not divulge information to me as I've requested. 
but go ahead. Now. Oh, okay. Oh, you saying Monica has a budget? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got to ask you, Steve, did you see the video footage of the 22-year-old undocumented uh, immigrant in France? He's a real-life Spider-Man. They're calling him Lay Spider-Man, okay? Lay Spider-Man. And uh, he's being hailed as a hero because he climbed up the outside of a building to save a four-year-old child who was dangling from a balcony. I don't know if you saw that footage, but you- Have you, you seen it, dog? Steve. It's uh -uh. incredible. It's, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. Really? You, you really are not going to believe how long this little kid held on. But when it's dear life, yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah. hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, Mamandu Gassama. He scaled the building to rescue the child. It went viral over the weekend. It uh, even earned him a private meeting with French President Emmanuel uh, Macron, who, who uh, presented him with a certificate and a gold medal for, for performing an act of courage. But there's more. Uh, Gassama will also be granted citizenship and has been offered a job with the Paris Fire Brigade. So there you go. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. He did a That's great thing. He did. Such good news. He's a hero. And if you haven't seen the video, go to Steve Harvey FM on Instagram, and the video is posted. Wow. The whole parents thing. going to go, go in trouble, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, the yeah. mother wasn't there. The, the dad might the dad. Yeah, face some jail time. Oh, she whooped his ass when she got home. All right, so uh, we got to transition, guys, and move on to Miss Ann. Please introduce her, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, she's here, the incredibly talented Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Good morning, everybody out there. This is Antrip with the news. Let's go. Evacuations are underway this morning in western North Carolina, where heavy rains caused by Hurricane Alberto are threatening to cause the Lake Tahoma Dam to give way. If you haven't already heard, but I'm sure you have, ABC TV pulled the plug yesterday on the rebooted Roseanne show because of a racist tweet by the star of the show. Roseanne Barr says she was reacting to a racist tweet about former Obama administration official Val Valerie Jarrett, and she referred to Miss Jarrett as the offspring of the the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. Now, comedian Wanda Sykes, you know, she's African-American. She was a writer on the show. She said she was quitting. Actress Sarah Gilbert, who played her daughter, but who also was a producer of the new show, said Barr's remarks were abhorrent, and then the network just pulled the whole thing. Meanwhile, Valerie Jarrett just happened to be on an MSNBC panel on everyday racism in America. She reacted like this. I'm fine. I'm worried about all the people out there who don't have a circle of friends and followers who come right to their defense, the person who's walking down the street minding their own business and they see somebody cling to their purse or want to cross the street, or every black parent I know who has a boy who has to sit down and have a conversation, the talk, as we call it, those ordinary examples of racism that happen every single day. And Jared says this should be a teaching moment. Roseanne's reacted by apologizing and coming off Twitter, but she's back on Twitter blaming her racist tweets on the sleep-inducing preparation Ambien. She said that's what was problem, her problem. Oh, but she also says she's sorry for costing some 100 cast and crew their jobs. Also, Viacom has also pulled old Roseanne rerun shows off the air. A new study shows that Hurricane Maria has been responsible for nearly 5,000 deaths in Puerto Rico, far more than the 64 reported by authorities. The new figure said to be based on some door-to-door -door surveys. The body of a Maryland National Guardsman, Edison Herman, has been found. Herman was swept away by rushing floodwaters on Sunday in the town of Ellicott. That's right outside Baltimore. Herman was helping a woman rescue her pet cat. The Starbucks coffee chain closed for about 8,000 stores yesterday, for half a day anyway, to conduct anti-racial bias training in the wake of that embarrassing incident in Philly where a white female store manager called the cops on two black men, entrepreneurs actually, who were waiting for a business partner and hadn't purchased anything. 
woman manager who started it all probably did not benefit from the teaching because I think she was let go. Today is National Mint Julep Day. Yeah, Mint Julep with more entertainment coming your way. Today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. President Donald Trump is accusing special counsel Robert Mueller's investigative team of meddling in the upcoming midterm elections and blames Democrats for collusion. Mueller, of course, is leading the probe into whether Russia interfered in the 2016 presidential election with help from Trump campaign aides. So far, four Trump associates have been charged in Mueller's investigation. Three have pleaded guilty to lying to the authorities. The president tweeted, uh, the 13 angry Democrats, plus people who worked eight years for Obama, working on the rigged Russia witch hunt, will be meddling, in all caps, the word meddling, with the midterm elections, especially now that Republicans, stay tough, are taking the lead in polls. There was no collusion except by the Democrats. Mueller is a Republican and was appointed by Trump's uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. So we know all hey of man, this. Look, he look, has look. no no evidence, no proof look, just to say stop this. stop all this. They're just trying to get the public opinion to keep his fan base right. engaged. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. trying to do this. They're trying to interview the election. They're doing everything. They even went and got this old-ass idiot Giuliani. <laughs> and he just on there just making a damn fool out of himself and the damn president. But when you believe in that system, they don't change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, this is the most ridiculous. You uh, you appointed this. You're the reason a, Robert Mueller exists. Right. It's a clown show. There's no I, collusion. Okay, cool. Then collusion. go on in there and sit down and answer the question. And right. And why are you trying Clear to get them name. get them to stop? Let them finish the investigation. Then we'll know for sure that if there it ain't no none, then it ain't yeah, none. Exactly. See what we tripping for? But your yeah. damn son is in so much damn trouble. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, the other the dude that cooperated, two people is cooperating. Three, that's cooperating. Mm-hmm. They got information, man, and he know. He know if they talk, Manafort, because yeah. Manafort yeah. not going to jail. Politicians <laughs> and bankers don't like jail. <laughs> he gonna be confessing in there like first forty eight. Man, in that crap. I don't want my mama. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, you're seventy. Your mom has passed. Oh. I don't care. I don't want her anyway. You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a Trump supporter, and I don't care if you voted for it. At some point during his presidency, no matter who you are, even if you're a staunch Trump supporter, you've got to sit there and go, what the hell did he just say? You, you got to go, oh, hell no. <laughs> right. All right, Steve, coming up in about 10 minutes at 34 after the hour, who is the GOAT? Is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James? Let's try and solve this once and for all. All right. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, the NBA Finals are set. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Steve, versus uh, yeah. <laughs> the I Golden know you ain't State Warriors. I do it because I didn't either, but here we is. <laughs> so the question is, it always becomes, who is the GOAT, the greatest of all times? Is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James? 
or as Tommy calls him, Bron Bron. Bron Bron. Yeah. Bron Bron. So the question is also posted, Shirley, on all of our social media, Steve Harvey FM. So going to the Graham Instagram here. What are, they saying? Well, WMFS quoted saying Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Nahari 21, Michael Jordan. Nahari 21, Michael Jordan. She wanted to say that again. <laughs> yes. J.B. Smith, Jordan, not even close. Now, Melanie Mia Hayes, she commented LeBron James for this era. Hashtag King James. I am Aubrey Marie, Michael Jordan without question. Mr. Carter Live says Kobe Bryant. Mm. Jazzy P. No, he's even he's in off. It. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Off. yeah. It's LeBron or Michael Jordan. Ain't that the question? Uh oh. Right. Uh oh. Cat dog side eye, right? Uh, you know. No, it's not Kobe Bryant. You know. It's not. He is one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but he's mm-hmm. not in this conversation. Hello. Right. Okay, a few more real quick for you comments, Steven. Uh, Tommy, you guys comment. Iron Mike twenty three twenty three MJ Easy. Uh, this one is BXRN Texas Hoop. I guess that stands for Texas Hoop. LeBron James is, and he put emoji of a goat. Michael uh-uh. Jordan, God's Girl, seven fifty three. Jordan and <laughs> Eddie. What? What? Eddie posted <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> He's not the in it. It's <laughs> a goat. Oh, I appreciate you. Yeah, oh, yeah, now you're in it. Kobe's yeah, not yeah, in yeah, it, but no, you are. No, no, I know good hell well. I ain't in it, but I sure appreciate you. It can, it can be more than one goat, can't it? That's you guys discussed. It's got to be. It's, what do you think? I'm with the girl that said different era. Okay. I, that's what I think. I think in different eras. But if I had to pick one of the two, then I got, to, I got to go with Jordan. So you're saying because right, he changed the game, as far as I'm concerned. You're saying okay. right now, today, Jordan wouldn't measure up. Is that what you're saying? If you're talking eras. Yeah, Jordan going to measure up no matter what. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. If I got to pick a, a goat, it's Jordan. Well, of all time. the era has to be taken into consideration. Okay. Because it was two different basketball games back then. First of all, all this alley hooping that these people be doing now, all these alley hoop done, that didn't exist back then. Oh, it wasn't that they didn't have the athletes, because they did. But there was somebody who lived in the paint named Ewing, named Olajuwon, named Samson, Oakley. named Lambeer, <laughs> named J- Oakley, named Mahorn, named Parrish, named McHale, mm, named wow. Worthy, named Kareem, named Shaq, named Wes Unsell, named Maurice Lucas. I could go on at Barkley, where if you jumped your ass in there, mm-hmm. See, there was no flagrant files back then. It was just a file. So, dog, you come in here with all that high-flying routine if you want to. We're going to put you down somewhere real nice and hard. So, era had into play. Michael Jordan dominated in an era where you could hand check and you could put your elbow, your forearm, on the player's back. Mm -hmm. LeBron Mm -hmm. is not in that era. Mm Mm-hmm. So LeBron is the greatest basketball player in this era. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time because if Jordan had these uh, cotton candy ass rules, they got no. 
Man, Jordan would have had 70 points every damn night. Was, they, dog, they couldn't have done nothing with that boy. That damn Michael Jordan was a beast, baby. Dog was bringing 63 against Boston when they had them cats in the paint that stayed yeah. there. Yeah. He was dropping them stuff on, the, on them bad boys, and they hated this dude. Real files. And he still, he still was the greatest basketball player. Now, LeBron James would have been great back then because he'd, he'd have made the adjustments. Mm-hmm. LeBron mm-hmm. James is the greatest basketball player living today. If you want to comment, go to all social media at Steve Harvey FM. Nephew Tommy is coming up right after this with his prank phone call. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So the nephew is here. Nephew, what you got? Prank phone call time. What's My up? roommate, Benny. <laughs> That's it? My roommate, Benny. What's it about? <laughs> Okay, my roommate Benny. <laughs> run it, cat. Run Benny. <laughs> Hello. Must be the Devin. Yeah, this he. Okay, hey man, this Chris. I live above you. I ain't never met you before, but uh, you, 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 have you been calling the leasing office about uh, uh complaining on me about I'm making too much noise or what? Yeah, yeah, man. My bad, bro. I I was trying to catch you, man. I could never uh, I could never catch you at home, man. It's just like. You know, bro, I, I, I work, work at night. I work at night. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? See, I work in the day, but I can't sleep at night, bro, because I don't know what's going on in your apartment. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be in your business. I'm not trying to be in your business, player. I, I just can't get no sleep at night, man, because there'd be a lot of noise up there, a lot of noise, a lot of talking. And what you do is your business, bro. I'm just saying, man, please, dog. Hey, man, but you ain't have to go to the leasing office, man. All you had to do, you know, was holler at me. You ain't, they, you know, they got me written up like, you know, one one more complaint on me. They going to put me out or something. Well, yeah, dog, like I say, though, I was trying to get, I was trying to find you. You know what I'm saying? But we, well, I guess we miss each other because you, you work at night and I work in the day. So, you know, when you go and I'm coming and when I'm coming, you go. You know what I'm saying? I, bro, I ain't trying to start no I'm just trying to, you know, go to work and pay my pay my bills, man. That's how I'm, I'll I'm be at head. work at night, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my hustle on like you're trying to get yours on during well, the hold day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay? Okay, let's make it make sense. Bruh, if you at work at night, somebody in your somebody in your apartment talking loud than a keeping me up, square business. Okay. You got a roommate or something? No, somebody I ain't got no room. Uh, I ain't got no roommate. Man, you might have heard Benny. Somebody in there talking loud, holding a conversation. It's like two people in there talking loud every night. Every no, night, that's, bro. that's Benny, man. Benny be talking. Okay, you say you ain't got no roommate, so who, who is Benny? Who is Benny? Benny is my bird, my parrot. That's Benny be talking. Oh, wait, man, stop with me, dog. Listen, man, why, why, wait a minute. You trying to tell me a, a bird? That's oh, Benny, man. Tell... I done had Benny 10 years. That's my bird. Birds don't even live that long. So so now I'm up at night. I'm up at work because of, of a bird? That's what you want? That's, that, that's what you call me to tell me? A bird? I call you to tell you you ain't got to be putting these complaints on me, man. Say, man. But I, I'm, at, I'm gone at night. That's Benny hey, talking, man. Where the Benny then? your bird, no, you no, 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 no. Penny, dog. Wait hey, a minute. Hey, look, I'm telling you now. Do something with the bird, then, or it's going to be some consequences and repercussions. I'm talking about some fried chicken around this. Hey, man, Penny is like a family member to me. Bird. Toucan Sam. The chicken on the cornflake box. Kentucky chicken. Churches. All that. Yo, bird. Hey, man, you don't tell me nothing bad about my bird. Okay, brother, you know what? Maybe me and you need to square off in front of each other. Because you don't, you don't disrespect Benny, man. Yes. All right, all right. <laughs> you think this some? All right, all right. I bet that 
be on my table when I get home. If it's a bird, then I bet that be on my dinner table, man. Hey, man, now you ain't finna sit here and disrespect me and try to tell me what you gonna do to my bird. Now you ain't finna do nothing stupid to Benny. Tell you what, I tell you what. See, you can date, you at home right now, but you go to work tonight. I bet you Benny don't be at that tomorrow. I bet you we be finger licking good tomorrow. Hey, man, hey, man, hold on a minute, man. Wait a minute, dog. And what you can't do is start talking about what you gonna do to my bird. Now I done told you, you filed for going to the leasing office calling me out. And now you on the phone. I'm trying to work this out with you. And now Man, you, you ain't trying to work this out. Now, first off, you, you call me and tell me that it's a bird holding a conversation with itself. I'm, I'm the stupid right now. I'm, I'm the stupid to even continue this conversation about a I got a pair. That's my roommate, Benny. Benny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, well, thank you, Neff. Uh, Eminem and Nicki Minaj are publicly flirting uh, with the idea of a relationship, guys. It, uh, Nicki and yeah, Eminem? And Eminem, yeah. It all started with hmm. Nicki talking about dating a white guy and name-dropping Marshall Mathers. And when one of her fans asked if she was dating Eminem, she replied in the affirmative. Then, when he headlined the Boston Calling Festival on uh, Sunday night, he brought up the rumors on stage. He asked the crowd what they thought about him dating Nikki, with, which got a mixed reaction. Nikki responded soon after, tweeting, laughing my butt off. The fact you can't that- laugh that big old thing. Quiet. You can't laugh that off. You know how much laughing you got to be doing? <laughs> to laugh that off? <laughs> And Eminem ain't ready for all this him. <laughs> she, she said, laughing my butt off, the fact that he's silly and a goof just like me. Love him so much. And we need you on the uh, Queen album. That's where our first date will be at the studio while I gaze into your beautiful eyes as you write your verse. Aw. Well, making passes. Aww. Aww. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to say a record. Or sudden, right. right. <laughs> I take the ladder for 500 <laughs> Alex. Eminem and Nikki. He got his hand full, though. Mm-hmm. And when he retch round there, his hand going to be full. I'm when, just trying to tell you. Excuse me, when he does what? When he retch round there. That's what I thought he said. His hand's going to be full. Get yeah. your nephew, Steve. Uh, y'all act like a body of y'all husband don't retch round y'all. <laughs> retch. <laughs> I don't know. You going to sit and act like your husband don't retch round you? Woo. <laughs> wow. Uh, coming up... <laughs> Next. I don't know y'all hold my hands before. Be quiet. It's the strawberry letter, the subject you can't get anything from me for free. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, right now it is time for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, on work, on sex, on parenting, and more, submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry, strawberry letter. Wait, Tell him, Steve. Yeah, do like she said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. All right, all right, let's get it, y'all. Buckle up, hold on tight, we got it for you. Strawberry letter. Now, this is a very short letter. Subject, you can't get anything for free from me, okay? Dear Stephen Shirley, I used to be a working girl, but I've been out of the game for five years. Since I made this big lifestyle change, I have only dated one man, and he knew about my past and was willing and able to take care of me. Now that I'm back on the dating scene, it's been hard for me to transition to another good man. Dating is so different now. In the past, I sold my body because I needed the money to pay a couple of bills, go out for nice dinners, and get whatever else my heart desired. Now, through the grace of God, I can pay for anything I need myself. But I still want a man that is going to spend money on me if I'm intimate with him. Is it wrong for me to think like this? Nothing is free. So if he's laying with me, shouldn't he pay? Hmm. She's still working. Okay. So uh, then the question becomes, are you out of the game or not? Okay? Because by the sound of your letter... You're still about that life. I mean, you're obviously in the same mindset from back in the day when you were, as you say, selling your body for stuff. Uh, so as long as you're thinking this way, you're, you're not all the way out. You're just not. I mean, no real man, no real woman is going to just take money or, or just pay you 
for for being intimate with them. You know, if you guys are in a relationship and on a date and stuff, that's prostitution. I mean, that's what that is. Uh, doing it that way would mean that you're still in your old life. You're still in the game. I mean, don't you get that, how that works? Um, if he's paying for intimacy, he's paying for your services, which that's what you did back in the day when you said you were selling your body to pay a couple of bills and get whatever else your heart desired along with some nice dinners. So you have to stop thinking like that. You haven't completely changed, okay? You just haven't. And uh, until you stop, uh, you probably won't meet that good man that you're uh, wanting to meet now since you and the other guy broke up. Steve? Well, this is a real simple letter. This is a letter from this lady that was a hooker and a prostitute. <laughs> we just put this out here. Oh, Stop all this working girl and all this here. This is a hooker and a prostitute. I'm trying to type the name up. You, you try to call it with working girl. Call it what you want to call it. This is hooking. We out here tricking. Mm-hmm. OJ said it best. A woman will sell her precious body for a small piece of paper it carries a lot of weight. Oh, that mean, 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 hmm. mean green, hmm. almighty dollar. Oh, Lord. All this letter is about is about money. She never mentioned love in this letter. This love, this ain't got nothing to do with love. That subject, you can't get anything for free from me. Mm. Uh, okay, cool. Then you in the life. You in the Steve and Shell. I used to be a working girl. But I've been out of the game for five years. Since I made this big lifestyle change, I've only dated one man, and he knew about my past and is willing and able to take care of me. Now that I'm back on the dating scene, so now something happened with this one man. Mm-hmm. So now she back on the dating scene. Now that I'm back on the dating scene, it's been hard for me to transition to another good man. Dating is so different now. In the past, I sold my body because I needed the money to pay a couple of bills, go out for nice dinners, and get whatever else my heart desired. Now, through the grace of God, I can pay for anything I need myself. Okay, that was quick. I, I missed something here. You used to sell your body so you could go out and take care of some bills and nice dinners. And get whatever else your heart desires. Now, through the grace of God, I can pay for anything I need myself. Now, so that must mean you got a job. Yeah, that's what I think. But I still want a man who's going to spend money on me if I'm intimate with him. Mm. Well, you know, in out the life. Shirley said it right. You're in the life, you're out the life. You're out the life, you're in the life. You need to make up your mind. <laughs> the only way this is going to work is what Shirley said. You got to change your mindset. Okay. Because all you're doing right now, you equating your sex to money. And as long as that's what it is, I ain't heard love in this letter, compassion, companionship, a friend, you know, someone to lean on, to share moments with. That ain't what, you just still paying bills. And if I'm going to lay with you, you need to pay me some. And I'm going to tell you something. That thing you're selling, Mm. Let me help you out. It ain't all that good. I'm going to tell you that right now. No? No, it's not. And see, let me tell you something. You can quit thinking yours is the, is the catch me out of end all, because it ain't. Everybody got one. Don't nobody care, because you're willing to pass it out for money, go quicker, go harder. What, 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 what? Mm. Everybody got one. Somebody, there's a whole lot of them better than yours. Mm. 
And the reason you could get money for it was, was you was finna sell it for money. See, it's easy to get somebody to buy it from you. Ain't nobody got to have no conversation. Nothing. Here go 40. Now let's go on and get it. That's not dating. Dog, you don't know what, dog. Dog, dog, she ain't say she was an escort girl. She was a working girl. Now, if you were solo or you had a pimp or whatever, I understand how all this go. Or if you're doing it yourself. I don't know how you was doing it. But you didn't equate it all this to money. Ain't nobody got time for this here. Now, look, until you start talking about love, companionship, friendship, warm and tender moments, memories, sunset walks on the beach, then don't write me because I don't know what to tell you. Because you want to lay with somebody and get paid. So you, you want to stop being a hooker, but you want to keep hooking principles. Right. So now go ahead on. Make that's, up your that's mind. That's it, Steve, what you just said right there. You want to stop hooking, but you want to keep the hooker principle. <laughs> now, I, that don't make no damn sense to me. And we're not doing a part two on this damn thing. <laughs> you mad? Yeah, because we through with now. you. Do, do you think she take cash app or square? <laughs> How do you think she do that? But point. see, the fact they, that you're curious is stupid to me. Because dating Wyatt. is so different now. <laughs> yeah, you. we own in Houston, <laughs> which is where every your day. wife lives. You you're just to... about as dumb as a damn donut. Why do you have to tell him this every day? Because he's stupid, <laughs> man. All right, listen. Take square. I mean, what... we, we have to take a little break right here. Uh, this letter is called You Can't Get Anything for Free from Me. We're going to come back and wrap things up at 23 after the hour, okay? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, uh, here we are, part two. I know you don't want to do a part two of this letter. Uh, The subject is you can't get anything for free from me. It's about a woman who says she used to be a working girl, but uh, she's changed. She's out the game now. But the men she meets, she wants them to pay her for being intimate with them. So she's not really out. It, it, what, 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 why? Why are we still talking about this? Yeah. So, I'm still lady, trying to figure out how she get paid. She probably old school. It's probably Western Union. <laughs> she says nothing is free, so if he's laying with me, shouldn't he pay? Wow. Well, yeah. Why don't you charge him? Then? Just go on back oh. to what you just charge him. That relationship is over. See, she doesn't understand. She... Mm-hmm. Her idea of dating is just to go out with a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, she ain't looking for love. She ain't trying to find a, a warm memories, try to have a future, raise a family. She's not trying to do none of that. Mm-hmm. All she's trying to do is, is date. Now, she used to be a hooker. Okay, cool. Now you think every man take you out, if you lay with him, you're supposed to get some money. Okay, lady, until you want a relationship... Don't call him. <laughs> Just keep hooking. Well, she's out the game. And she ain't out the game. She's a hooker. <laughs> Physically, not mentally. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, um, we got to go. You can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM. And don't forget to join us uh, this Thursday for Facebook Live for the Strawberry Letter Live After Show. And uh, coming up in 10 minutes, we're going to discuss what is best, what is the best kind of sex. Okay, we'll talk about that in 10 minutes. Oh, the letter continues. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, I'm up now. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I did <laughs> for a minute. But I'm, I'm here. I'm with you. Let's I d- go. I did want to tell you this. Mariah Carey's in the news now. Remember when she was engaged to the billionaire guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave yeah. her this diamond ring, Carla. Remember that? Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was worth like ten million dollars. His name was James Packer. He, he was, was from, from Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, she pawned her diamond ring. She pawned it, okay? That's a different kind of pawn shop. Where that pawn shop at? (laughs) You pawned a $10 million ring? $10 million, 35 carats, okay? Whoa! And she took it to a a Los Angeles jeweler right here. How much do you guys think she got for it? Pawn shop. Do they keep that kind of money? Every pawn shop I've been to, you're probably going to get by about $800. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. Eight, eight fifty somewhere. Ain't nobody going over a thousand with this ring. We don't know where you got this from. All right. Well, Mariah got two million. Okay. She She pawned the ring for two million. No, the ring cost. Yeah, she she got. Ring cost ten. The ring cost ten million. It was a thirty-five carat ring, diamond ring. She she went to the uh, to a Los Angeles jeweler. He gave her two million dollars. They supposedly signed a confidentiality agreement and will never divulge details about the transaction. Mariah's publicist uh, basically confirmed the New York story, Post story, saying that uh, Mariah has been very vocal about moving forward in her life surrounded by positivity. That requires leaving baggage behind, including an old engagement ring from an ex-boyfriend. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. So she who- came up. He spent $10 million. She pawned it and got two. No, the pawn shop came up. The pawn up. shop really came up. That's who came up. But Mariah yeah, didn't did spend anything. Yeah. This this is not a pawn shop, guys. She that, said a, a jeweler. She right. said a Los See? Angeles jeweler. Yeah. I promise you it's not a pawn shop. So pawn shop ain't fifty. Ain't no pawn <laughs> shop got no two million dollars. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. They got that kind of They'd money. have been left that business. Oh. Okay. Well, she got two million. So they're gonna resell it? I guess the jeweler yeah. will resell the ring and probably do reset huh? it. Yeah, everything. Take it out. Mm-hmm. Take the stone out. Thirty-five carat diamond ring. Can you imagine? Oof. Thirty-five carats. <laughs> Go ahead. Wow. Hell, I wouldn't have messed up with that man if I was her. She should have <laughs> stayed with him. What she did? She said something. She said them people would come to dinner. Didn't she? That's what she did. <laughs> that was after yeah, she the fact. Huh? That was after the fact. They've been but broken up. But that's what she told that man. Michael coming, <laughs> Prince coming. They coming Whitney. to dinner, baby. That's what. That's why all this broke apart. Because you had all these people who done passed away coming to dinner. Talking about Whitney coming to dinner. <laughs> and set the table and put food out there and stuff. And talking about they, these people is coming to eat. Steve. That man looking at her talking about these people is gone on the glory. How Steve. in the hell is they coming to eat with us? No. Uh-uh. Get your nephew. Now tell me how is this possible though? <laughs> you just set the table and got the, the butler and everybody cooking around here for these people that ain't coming. Everybody dressed in black and white and all they fine clothing for, for serving and, and ain't none of these people showing. She keep looking out the door like they coming. Well, she, Y'all don't see nothing wrong with this? She's not that crazy though. Come on now. She got two million dollars for her ring. Yeah. Probably to go by and get some more dinners <laughs> to waiting on these people Be to come quiet. to dinner. Guess who's coming to dinner? Get People him, that ain't Steve. here no more. Steve, <laughs> no, you know, you're just going to no, let I'm him talk? Him I can't believe you're no. just sitting there saying nothing. No, because, you know, I, I like to let him do stuff like this. Oh, <laughs> you do? Yeah, he needs Wait the next week. Marvin Gaye and Luther is coming <laughs> to dinner. You crazy? Is you crazy? I'll give you $10 million. Get the hell away from me. There's something wrong with you. 
Tommy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm then sorry. Steve but if anyone I really to start doing oh, this, gosh. when we start talking about that, we're going to have to get them some help. We got to get them down there to the doctor. When we say that. <laughs> I just want you to be finished. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> too touchy for y'all. I'm sorry. Oh, it's us. Uh-huh. It's okay. us. Okay. All right. All right. Steve, so okay. it's us. Okay. No, 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 no. No, no. Rick Jane be your frat. <laughs> no, no. Rick Jane be your frat. No, no. I, I can say that. Y'all cool with this. Rick Jane be your frat. Cool with that? Is you cool with that? Rick gonna be here Friday. Guess who's coming today? Come on, give it to me, baby. Give it to me. Oh, God. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> All right, guys, we gotta go. Please email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM. And don't forget to join us this Thursday for the Strawberry Letter Live After Show on Facebook Live. And uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to discuss what is the best kind of sex, guys. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. So uh, Wanda Sykes, uh, we know her. We love her. Comedian Wanda Sykes. She works um, on the new rebooted Roseanne show. She works as a producer on that show, or I should say she did because she's out now. She no longer works uh, on Roseanne, and her exit is a direct response to Roseanne's racist attack on Valerie Jarrett. And we all know Valerie Jarrett. She's been on the show many times. She's mm-hmm. a former Obama aide, President Obama aide, and uh, they're close friends. So Wanda didn't like it, and uh, she's out of there. Now, this is what Roseanne uh Roseanne said, well, let me tell you what Wanda said first. Wanda said, I will not be returning to Roseanne. Um, And that's what she said. It was short and sweet. I will not be returning to Roseanne. Now, this timing is no coincidence. It it comes within an hour of Roseanne's apology for calling uh, Valerie Jarrett uh, the product. Get this, the product of Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. Really? Mm. I cannot. What made you do that? Why would you say what something in the like world? that? You can't possibly think that a network is going to sit here because, you know, look, we all have to sign these clauses that if you do something mm-hmm. that is detrimental uh, to the network that brings it, and, you know, and just we have performance clauses or behavior clauses, too. You can't do anything to conduct. bring, you know, yeah. conduct. There you go. Uh-huh. Conduct that's detrimental to the reputation of the network. Well, but you got all these people out of work now. Yeah, that's what. Okay, all so these people. so as a result of this, ABC Roseanne, uh, by the way, did um, apologize. She did apologize. Right. She sent out a tweet. She said, "I apologize." Well, first she said, "I apologize," and I am now leaving Twitter. Mm-hmm. Then she sent out another tweet. I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans. I am truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics mm-hmm. and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. So that's what Roseanne tweeted out. Well, you're her not apology. only leaving Twitter. You're leaving a lot today. You're yeah. leaving the TV lot today. <laughs> <ABC>. <laughs> yeah, you get you can get all that stuff out your office right now. Mm-hmm. How, how is this a bad joke though? I, I I'm struggling with that part of it. She tweeted this out. She knew what she was saying. She pressed send. Right. When you compare someone to Planet of the Apes, come on. 
That was horrible. So, yeah, so a source close to Wanda says that that is 100% why she quit. Wanda and Valerie Jarrett are friends because um, Wanda hosted, if you recall, a few years back, she hosted the White House Correspondents' Dinner when President Obama was in office. So they became friends after that. Uh, Wanda was a consulting producer on Roseanne. Roseanne said that about Wanda's friend. Wanda didn't like it, so she quit. As a result, and Roseanne has apologized, but ABC is like, no, they're canceling uh, Roseanne. They had uh, renewed it for a second season already because it, I'm really surprised to be honest with you. And, and why you is that, Steve? I am really, really surprised that they canceled her show. And, and you're surprised why? They, there's something going on right now. Uh, Hollywood is really a, a large number of Democrat liberal people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. Hollywood sure. is very, very liberal. Uh-huh. Very, very liberal. You have to be to work out here. You can't be a, a staunch Republican conservative and stand for what you, your fake values, and come out here and think it's going to work. This is a very, very liberal city here. And But I am stunned, though, that they canceled her show because it was making money. Yeah. And this business out sense. here, they have two gods out here money and laughter. Those two things supersede everything they do out here. Mm-mm. Everything. Well, they canceled yeah. it, and now all those people who worked on the show didn't didn't Roseanne have a little black um, grandchild? Little yeah, on the show, yeah. on the show, this little girl played her black grandchild on the show. Well, and can't we get an urban show on uh, Bobby Ann, uh, Joe Ann? Can we? <laughs> You know, Joe, keep it. Bobby and Joe, what are you talking about? Roseanne, I mean, Bobby Instead of Roseanne, yeah. you know, we had Joe in. We can just make it urban. Oh, you're trying to get a show. Oh, yeah. why the hell not? You're right. Okay. I'm just it's, like, it's a slot open, look like. Well, the president well, of ABC Entertainment says that her Roseanne's tweet is inconsistent with the values of the network, and cool. they've decided to cancel her show. That's so crazy. Yeah, that really is crazy. And all those people now are out of work. Laurie Metcalf, um, Sarah Gilbert, all of them are out of work. John Goodman. uh, They're out of work now because of this. Well, their leader of the show, you know, sent out a racist tweet comparing someone to... Planet of the... How can you type that? I don't, I don't even understand. It's, it wasn't a joke. And so, Steve, now do you see why uh, <laughs> we're, we're on you so tough about what you said? We protect you, said? boy. Yes. <laughs> we protect wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Tommy, you're protecting me? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm very protective of you now. You don't now I jump out there and I say stupid though. stuff before you do so you don't get in trouble. Now, I do that for you. You <laughs> know that. <laughs> Give you that from your heart. Thank you so from much. your heart. Yeah. That's from your no, heart, Tommy. Really, thank you so much. <laughs> Man, I'm finna cry. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you boys know how to break down. Tommy broke down <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Over the uh, game, and now you're breaking down over this. But, yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is just sad all the way around. It's sad that she in, that she tweeted it, Roseanne, and now, you know, they've canceled the show. It's a good thing that they canceled the show, but now yeah, all these people are so out of people. work. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what see, were you thinking, I, I Roseanne? That's their, their leader. Yeah. See, I, you know, and see, so many people have to suffer because of exactly. that. That's the unfairness of mm-hmm. it. You know, the, all the people who work on Roseanne don't deserve to be out of work. Right. 
man, all of these people have to suffer. But then her name is on the door. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. what's what's the punishment? Okay, so Steve, what about this? Just think think about this. You know how Starbucks is having these um, racial bias um, that they did yesterday. Yeah, uh, meetings and stuff. They're they're surely in Hollywood. That's all we do. Oh, really? Okay, there goes that idea. <laughs> you know, just to talk about racism and stuff. But we have to go to go to break. Um, we'll be back right after this with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. So, I mean, you know, we're still like reeling over this news about the Roseanne show. Uh, It has been canceled because of a racist tweet that Roseanne sent out comparing um, uh, former President Obama um, advisor Valerie Jarrett to uh, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. And she tweeted that out. Wanda Sykes, who's a producer on the show, walked out, quit. And then um, the ABC, Roseanne apologized for saying that, said it was a bad joke. And then the ABC president, uh, Channing Dungy, came out and said that um, they're canceling the show because Roseanne's views are not consistent with, um, with the show's views. So there you have it, with the, with the network's views, not consistent. <sighs> what a crazy, crazy time we're living in right now. When you think you could say just anything racist, and well, it's okay. You know what? Uh, let, let let me let me say this: political correctness, as Jerry Seinfeld said, has killed comedy. Mm-hmm. Roseanne Barr, after the fact, tried to shape this as a joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To put it in terms of comedy, bad joke, mm-hmm. and that it was, was a horrible joke because the joke was laced with stereotypical racism. Absolutely. Now, how you don't know this is a bad joke while you typing it, Mm -hmm. that you don't think black people and other whites will go, what? Mm -hmm. Are you crazy? Planet of the Apes? Are you kidding me? And Muslim Brotherhood? So you going with the Barack Hussein Obama, you going to go with that? Mm -hmm. As he's a Muslim now? And what lady lady have you lost your mind i will reiterate this the sad part is for the staff members the crew the hard-working people on that show who are not racist who are now out of work because the lead actress on that show typed pretty much the most ignorant thing she could type it's really really Very sad racist it, it hurts it, it just hurts my feelings hurt for those people who are now out of work. I mean, they had just renewed the show uh, for a second season. And that's unfair because people playing their lives out here on that, man. Yes. Y'all know, man, these grips, stagehands, that's how they work. Man, our show is back. Great. We work it. Mm. Cool. Now, they out of work. Now, they got to go. Some of them going to find work somewhere else. Some of them ain't. Yeah, yeah, but they thought this was two, three, four more years to run. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because they didn't know. You never know, right, Steve, with a reboot, if it's going to work or not. Man, because, you don't know anything. Yeah, or man. any show, for that matter, but especially with the, a reboot, you know. If I had and time. And it worked. If uh-huh. I had time, mm-hmm. you would, if said had time, <gasps> we would reboot the Steve Harvey show. Oh, yeah. Find the that time. We beat. love that show. Find the Come time. We would do that show. <laughs> It was a WB show, you know. uh, Well, you know, uh, Sarah Gilbert, you know, Mm -hmm. she's on the talk with 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 our girl Cheryl Underwood. 
Uh, she tweeted out, this is incredibly sad and difficult for all of us as we've created a show that we believe in and are proud of and that the audiences love, one that is separate and apart from the opinions and words of one cast member. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, about the only one that's going to do well, like financially anyway, on the show is uh, the young man Johnny Galecki because he's also on The Big Bang Theory. So he has that show and he does Roseanne. John Goodman's a vet. He oh, gonna, he yeah. Gonna, you know, yeah. And he's, he's in, no he, what. right, he does a lot of movies and stuff and everything. Yeah. 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 <sighs> what well, I mean, this is just, ugh. but yeah. come on, Planet of the Apes, really? How, how much longer? Do we have to sit here and just endure people saying this? It's, it's just so. So I don't. Uh, uh, let me ask you. So all these shows have little uh, uh, meetings and whatnot of things you should and shouldn't say. That's brother, that's just... brother. Hollywood been doing this for years. This was before the Me Too movement. Hollywood has been out here dealing with that, and it's picked up again because of the Me Too situation. It's Harvey Weinstein has made it even bigger out here now. So everybody is in all types of sensitivity clauses. Every show has to take Okay. It. Every cast, every crew, mm-hmm. they have to take the sensitivity training. Did Roseanne go? Evidently, she missed hers, obviously. Well, this, was, this is racism, you know, versus, you know, the yeah. Me Too movement. But the, this... Right, but they do sensitivity training sensitivity, out here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just how like it works. we work. just talked but, about with Starbucks. Just right, did but now that. Starbucks is just a corporation. Out here in Hollywood... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it, it's almost like a no-brainer what you can't say, mm-hmm. right? Because the well, crews are so intermingled with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be honest with you, there are shows where you won't see any blacks on. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. crew, mm-hmm. PA, nothing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have like a show that uh-huh. makes a conscious effort to hire uh, minorities and all of that. Okay. You have to show. We make a conscious effort on this show to hire minorities. If you come to the set of my show, you will see on all my shows, lots of minorities, lots of women, Asians, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. women, Diversity. blacks, whites. Yeah, you always head. see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm very conscious of that. Because you're a black man and you know what it's like. And if I don't give <laughs> a lot of people opportunities, where are they going to get them? Exactly. At? Because That's there are some shows who don't hire, you know, because, and it's not that they're, <laughs> it's just ingrown. Look, they they hire their friends. They Rem- friends is white. Remember that was the debate so many years ago about um, Friends, I think, and Seinfeld for a while that they were they were in New York City and there were no blacks on these shows. Come on now. Oh yeah. man, yeah, Friends. Oh, Friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, the <sighs> CEO of Disney he tweeted out there there was uh, only one choice, and you know, see, Disney owns ABC. Mm-hmm. And he said, and we had to do the right thing. Right, because, they see, they can't the mess show. around. This Disney. Roseanne. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Disney, Disney is not playing that racism stuff with you. Right. Not on no day of the week. Wow. They treat all kids the same down there at Disney. Don't come down there with that, because that ain't what they finna do. Mm-hmm. I promise wow. you, they ain't, they ain't what they finna do. All right, Steve. <sighs> okay, wow. we'll, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, this lady sent a letter uh, from steveharveyfm.com uh, stating, Steve and Shirley, my friend 
said the breakup sex was better than any of the regular sex they had during their relationship. So here's the question. Is breakup sex better than any other type so of sex? So breakup sex is, hey, let's do this one last time. Yeah. For yeah. all yeah, yeah, yeah. time's yeah. sake. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. B- before you go. Yes. Yeah, so something to remember them by, more or less. On the way out yeah. the door. Uh-huh. Okay. So is that the best kind or is it uh, the first time? The new partner sex. All of them is good. The first what time. Is you miss it sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, or is it um or is it new position or experimental sex? Is that the best oh. kind of sex? Oh hell. No, you can't really do no new position. They're gonna want to know where, know where you got that from. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm, I didn't try that. Mm, don't do that. CYA. Boy, bones just fly out of CYA, mm. baby. Well, your damn closet. Your, yes. you, you, dog, you need some locks on your closet. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm. Mm. Your cabinet Where you learn this from? Mm. Mm. All right, Steve, here's one for you since uh, you can't wait for this. How about vacation sex? That's really good. The kids are gone. I tell you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is so interesting. <laughs> what? Go ahead, Steve. Uh-huh. Some of the best sex is vacation sex, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, after winning money in Vegas sex. Oh. <laughs> okay, let me add that to the list. That's that not right on there. here. Yes, a woo-hoo. Lord have mercy. We won. We won. Oh, uh-huh. you the man. You you the ma- you the man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Put that on the list. Like, uh. What about? I told a girl one time when I was young uh-huh. mm-hmm. that uh, I, I wasn't going to make it. You got the I'm dying sex? <laughs> the good this body. could be you our did. last time Lying sex. about dying this sex? Could, did, maybe this will help you stay long. You can't. <laughs> damn sure did. I'm 61. That happened when I was 19. <laughs> what? And you were young and virile and healthy as a yeah. horse? <laughs> it really, she took it the wrong way. What about just plain old at-home sex? Yeah, it's all right. You know, it's <laughs> when, when everybody gone. It's in all there. right. You but see? I tell you what, but but there ain't no kids in the house sex. Uh-huh. That right there, boy, my boy, mama got them sick. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Boy. You can write about me. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. You go to work. Boy, girl. Girl. <laughs> the, let the performance that, begin. Clap, clap. <laughs> Standing O. <laughs> All right. Oh How God. about costume or role play sex? No, that ain't, I, I got I messed up like with that. one of them. That ain't good. Like what time? Stuff get in the way. Yeah, that ain't good. I had a Superman belt on. I couldn't get it off. <laughs> that ain't, I don't like that. I'm not ever doing that again. I tug and tug. That thing got locked up on me. I never could get them tights off or nothing. I didn't like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> it took a long time. <laughs> They had them drawers that's that's huh? like like got no bottom on them, right? Crotchless. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what though, that one little string that be over there, yeah, ooh, that's that's an irritating little something over there. <laughs> what kind of costumes are y'all wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you say raw? Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> I'm right, moving you on. Say raw. Moving okay, on. we have to go now. And a leaf in my mouth. <laughs> Make it look like I come through something. <laughs> That's kind of like a costume, but anyway, uh, we gotta go. More of this foolishness when we <laughs> right after this. Where your rifle? Oh, there it is. Oh, my. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, the NBA Finals are set. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Steve, versus uh, yeah. <laughs> the I Golden know you State ain't Warriors. I do it because I didn't either, but here we is. <laughs> so the question is, it always becomes, who is the GOAT, the greatest of all times? Is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James? Or as Tommy calls, Bron Bron. Bron Bron. Yeah. Bron Bron. So the question is also posted, Shirley, on all of our social media, Steve Harvey FM. So going to the Graham Instagram here. What are, they saying? Well, WMFS quoted saying Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Nahari 21, Michael Jordan. Nahari 21, Michael Jordan. She wanted to say that again. <laughs> Three times. Yes. J.B. Smith, Jordan, not even close. <laughs> Eddie, what? What? Eddie posted Steve Harvey. <laughs> He's <laughs> not in it. It's a goat. It's <laughs> oh, I appreciate you. Yeah, oh, yeah, now you're in it. Kobe's yeah, not yeah, in yeah. it, but no, you are. Well, I know good hell well. I ain't in it, but I sure appreciate you. It can, it can be more than one goat, can't it? I think in different eras. But if I had to pick one or two, then I got, to, I got to go with Jordan. So you're saying because right, he changed the game as far as I'm concerned. You're saying okay. right now today Jordan wouldn't measure up? Is that what you're saying? If you're talking eras. Yeah, Jordan going to measure up no matter what. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. If I got to pick a, a goat, it's Jordan. Well, of all time. The era has to be taken into consideration. Okay. Because it was mm-hmm. two different basketball games back then. First of all, all this alley hooping that these people be doing now, all these alley hoop done, that didn't exist back then. Oh, it, was, it wasn't that they didn't have the athletes, cause they did. <laughs> but there was somebody who lived in the paint named Ewing, named Lajuan, named Samson, okay. named Lambeer, <laughs> named J- Oakley, named Mahorn, named Parrish, Ooh, named McHale, mm, named wow. Worthy, named Kareem, named Shaq. Name Wes Unsell, name Maurice Lucas. I could go on at Barkley. Where if you jumped your ass in there, mm-hmm. see, on. there was no flagrant files back then. It was just a file. Oh, okay. So, dog, you come in here with all that high flying routine if you want to. We're going to put you down somewhere, real nice and hard. So, era had into play. Michael Jordan dominated in an era where you could hand check and you could put your elbow, your forearm on the player's back. LeBron is not in that era. So LeBron is the greatest basketball player in this era. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Because if Jordan had these uh, cotton candy ass rules they got no. <laughs> Man, Jordan would have had 70 points every damn night. They, they, dog, they couldn't have done nothing with that boy. That damn Michael Jordan was a beast, baby. Dog was bringing 63 against Boston when they had them cats in the paint that stayed yeah. there. Yeah. He was dropping them stuff on, the, on them bad boys, and they hated this dude. Real files. And he Real still, files. he still was the greatest basketball player. Now, LeBron James would have been great back then because he'd, he'd have made the adjustment. Mm-hmm. LeBron mm-hmm. James is the greatest basketball player living today. If you want to comment, go to all social media at Steve Harvey FM. Coming up next, our last break of the day, and you know what that means. Steve Harvey's closing remarks. You don't want to miss him. He's working on them right now. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we go. Last break of the day. Um... 
some parting words for us with your closing remarks, please. All right. Um, I guess um, without thinking about this much, I want to talk to you about life, how fragile it is. And I want to have something to say about, you know what? I'm really not going to get into the whole Roseanne Barr situation. Because like, I just be honest with you. There are times. There are actually times when I'm actually sick and tired of talking about it. I am exhausted with the fact that the color of my skin has to come into play in my everyday life, my just day to day. I don't know. I, I really can't think of any days realistically where I do not have to consider the color of my skin, the shape of my nose and my lips, wherever I go, the situation I'm in. I very rarely can think of a day that I'm not made aware of it or I have to factor it in. If you're not a person of color, or a minority, you may not even be able to understand what I'm saying. But I'll just give you an example. When riding in the car and being stopped by the police, as me and my buddy Greg Calhoun was doing last year after golf outing coming from Montgomery to Alabama in his car, and we were speeding, and we were supposed to get pulled over. We were speeding. But what I had to do was immediately become aware that I am a black man. Skip your money and your fame. I don't have time to throw that out at you. I got to get and start preparing myself as the officer approaches the car. I must understand without him getting my ID, I'm a black man, just a black man. So I put my hands up on the dashboard and the officer came to the passenger side and said, why is your hands on the dashboard? I said, because I don't want nothing to happen to me. The officer said, while that's acting mighty suspicious, I said, no, it's not. I'm just being safe, officer, if you don't mind. She said, well, I'll need to see ID. I said, my ID happens to be in a pouch in the back seat. I would have to reach. She said, well, go ahead. And I was tense because I didn't didn't want to be mistaken. When I'm on an elevator, and I get on, I am conscious of the fact that me and my guy are the only ones on the elevator. When I go to golf courses, and I oftentimes see that there are hardly any African Americans out here, it's just me and one of maybe the foursome that I'm playing with. And and, and I, 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 I'm just always aware of it. If you're not that, you don't have to be aware of it. But it's the awareness that becomes draining at times. It's the fact that you got to be the only one on your flow, the only one on the elevator, the only one in the cubicle, the only one in your department, the only one at the meeting, the only one in the cafeteria, the only one on the on the trip, the only one, the only one at the hotel at the front desk, the only one, the only one, the only one's kids that's in the recital, the only one's kids that's at the that's on the soccer team, the only one, the only one. The only one, the only one 
gets to be exhausting at times. This will not change until more people who are not of color can try to empathize or sympathize or generalize or something with us to say, you know what? I don't know how that feels, but I bet that ain't right. Because as I've often said many times, slavery didn't end just because black people got sick of being slaves. We were sick of it, the thought of it, when they put us on the boats. Nobody wanted to ride the boat over here and come be no slave. Nobody was under the belly of them slave ships going, man, this is nice. This is going to be a new opportunity. Nobody. So I want to wake up and just see what it feels like to just go about my day without having to calculate my race, without to have to calculate the color of my skin. To watch other people get paid a certain amount of money and then you don't get paid a certain amount of money with the same type of ratings and then you got you got to incorporate something else again. Now I've been very blessed with the life that I have and I would not trade mine for anything. With all this sick and tired of being sick and tired, I also, what makes this all so tolerable for me is my love of who I am. My love of our power to overcome, our power to maintain in the struggle, our power to still be something when we were brought here to simply be nothing. So for us to have accomplished what we've accomplished, I'm grateful and awful proud of that. So I guess my pride just keeps me going on. I hope that God will continue to let whatever light that I can let shine through my existence to inspire someone else to overcome when it look like you ain't going to make it. Because that's exactly what I've done. By the grace of God, I have overcome against all the odds, even when they said I wasn't going to make it. And even though I'm tired of being tired, I wouldn't trade places and be nothing else no how. Because in this struggle has taught me so many items of strength. I've learned so much about myself. My soul is strong. My spirit is strong. I thank God for that. So, y'all have a great weekend. Wednesday. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.